Hey there, what's up? What is the word there? And welcome back to another episode of the Inner Entrepreneur Podcast. We're back in this thing. Yes, we are. This is season two, episode six. Okay, you know, we're building here. We're building here. And of course, um, it's a new day. So it's a new guest. <laughs> That's on period. But now... <clears throat> Let me go ahead and introduce to you um, Young Khan the Don. He is the definition of um, get rich or die trying. So, of course, he had to <laughs> make his way to the Inner Entrepreneur podcast. He requested to come on and I couldn't have it any other way. So, now, I just want to tell you guys that, you know, the internet be trying us. So, if they see we kind of... The connection or it kind of stops or it's you know it's buffering or whatever um please excuse that and of course we will try our best to bring you a captivating interesting and of course educational show like we always do so now that we got that out of the way go ahead and introduce yourself young khan let the people know who you are peace and blessings everybody my name is young khan the don that is Khan as in Shaka Khan or Farrakhan, K-H-A-N, which is also an acronym that stands for Killing Haters and Non-Believers through Positive Work and Results. Because there's always going to be people that will try you, that doubt you, that refuse to speak life into your visions, your dreams, your goals, your business, your aspirations. But you got to kill those haters and non-believers, not physically, unless it's a life or death situation. But the way you kill them is through getting some work done by manifesting the results of the vision that you have inside your head and bringing out your inner entrepreneur. So that's what I represent. I am also a coach uh, for the ABS Institute and top affiliate for the ABS Institute and the BWO with Brother BNX, Jake Taylor Jacobs, Chris Cole, Derek Grace, and 19 Keys. So I am also a student of those brothers and a follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the teachings of the Nation of Islam. So I'll start right there. Uh, I'm an author, a recording artist, uh, a writer, an entrepreneur, a mentor. I wear a lot of different hats, so I just sum it all up under the title of The Hood Specialist. <laughs> That's me, The Hood Specialist. Yes, you do wear many hats. And of course, you know, we're going to be um, getting in and talking about that. So, you know, where did all this come from? And I, I know that all of this didn't necessarily start from the pandemonium or the pandemic. But were you always this seller doing these things getting to the bad type of person or was it something that you had to learn how to do that's a great question i actually am contrary to how i may come off i'm actually a very introverted person believe it or not but i have learned mm -hmm. when i when i say i'm very introverted i will feel comfortable in a room by myself mm -hmm. or you could put me in a room full of people and I could zone out and leave everybody else in the room and mm. just get inside my own head and in my own world. So I was never very outspoken. Um, one day in high school, I learned that I could do impersonations. And so I made fun of a guy that was in my class uh, who was a rapper. And I told him that I could rap. And I would always imitate the teacher and so he laughed it off and he said, yeah, right. So I went home for the very first time and I wrote a rap. And I mm. came back the next day and said the rap thinking that everybody was going to laugh mm. and nobody laughed. They actually liked the rap. Mm. And so he asked me how long I had been rapping. I said, I just wrote this last night. Mm. But before that, I was not rapping. He said, well, you should keep doing it. And that's how my career started as a rapper and kind of coming out of my shell. I was still introverted. Anybody that tried to challenge me, I quickly got a reputation for being the best rapper at my school. And that is what kind of brought me out of my shell. 
and then mm -hmm. I joined the Nation of Islam. Mm. Oh, so you weren't always in it? No, okay. I was not. I joined the Nation of Islam when I was about 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And after studying and reading the, the autobiography of Malcolm X and studying uh, people in the 60s and the Black Power Movement, because I wasn't born during that time, so I wanted to know. And so I ended up joining. And one of the things I heard them talk about was how the Black people should do for themselves. And they were serving this powerful God that would back us up if we learned how to do for ourselves and believe in him. So at that time, I was a student in college. But when I heard that what they were teaching, I said, you know what, forget this. Um, I had my captain to drive me to the college and mm -hmm. I withdrew from college and I decided that from that point on, I would attempt to do something for myself even though I didn't know what I was doing, I was going to give it everything I had. And from then until now, I haven't looked back and I've been doing it ever since. Okay, okay, okay. So did you face any adversity really like dropping out from college? Because I know even for me, that's something that comes up a lot like, boy, should I really do this? Or, you know, um, is it the right thing? Because, you know, going through college is actually a sacrifice. During that time, you're not, you don't have the most money, but you're doing it for you to, you know, get an education that you, it's it's like making a long-term investment that you would want to pay off later. So did you really face any opposition while you were doing that when you decided to drop out? Well, uh, I had a student loan at that time. Luckily, it wasn't a lot. It was only about $1,200 at that time. Mm. And I didn't really want to go to college mm. because it didn't, it didn't spark anything inside of me. You know, as a lot of us do, we do it for our parents mm. because that's what they want us to do because they come from the mindset of, you go to school, you get a degree, you come out, you find a job, and you buy a house, and you get a car, and you have a couple of babies, and you live happily ever after. Well, that may not be everybody's ideal of happiness and what they want to do. So I would encourage you, if you're in that place, you have to find out what makes you happy. Because if until you do that, you're never going to be at peace within yourself trying to live somebody else's life. So that was a great opportunity for me to decide what I wanted. So I talked mm -hmm. to my parents and I said, I don't, I don't want to go to school to learn that. I'm just going to find my way and do what makes me happy. So there was a little resistance from them at first. Uh, I moved out of the house uh, at 20 or 21. I didn't know what I was doing or how I was going to do it. I was working at a little fast food place. But like I said, when I joined the nation, I quit the job and I quit going to school. And mm. I said, well, I'm going to try this God out and see if I have what it takes and if this God will actually bless me to make it happen. And mm. so that's just literally what I did. I said I would figure it out. I got heavier into my music. And a friend of mine and a mentor, Minister James, uh, 2X was his name at that time. It's now Brother Aziz Muhammad. Oh, he got two X's. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you get a you get a two X inside of the mosque if there's another person that has your same name. Mm. So if you were the first Verena <laughs> in the mosque, you would be Verena X. And if another Verena comes, she would be Verena 2X. Mm. Another one comes, she'd be 3X. She'd be 3X. Okay. So in some mosques uh, in the early 70s, they had James 103X. Mm -hmm. He had 103 brothers named James all inside one temple in mm. uh, New York City. Mm. And so that's the way that I started. Uh, and got right into the music. Like I said, I was rapping in high school. And so the more knowledge I got, the more I began to put that into my music. Mm -hmm. So the person that I was rapping with, 
we kind of parted ways because he didn't have the knowledge that I had. So mm -hmm. it produced a little divide between us, but I still love to rap. Mm -hmm. And we formed a new group and a new record label. And we did everything independently um, and sold about 5,000 copies on our own in the first summer. And there was no looking back after that. Oh, okay, okay. So you have your own record label. Okay, okay. We see independence and ownership at that young age. That's cool. That's that's really something because you know a lot of these musicians out here, some of them really have like trash deals and really working for nothing, but you know making it look flashy. So that's that's good that you said that you guys were doing that independently even from back then. But I want to address something. You know, the people watching the podcast probably figure why is he in his car like. The ghetto. <laughs> so let's. I, I, look, I'm the hood specialist. I told you. So I go wherever the people are, but the building that I'm in, they had a storm. So the internet is not quite working right. But I knew that this show was very important. I gave you my word that I would be here. And so I apologize for the tardiness, but it was a situation beyond my control. So I got in my car found me a spot where I could get a signal and that is why I'm in my car, which I don't call it my car, uh, Sister B. I call it Rolling University. Mm. So whenever you're in your car, that's your space. It's your time. All you have to do is put on uh, an audio uh, um, recording or a YouTube video while you're driving and that is time that you could be educating yourself having mentors, learning a lesson, studying a video. So this car is not actually a car. It is Rolling University. It's Rolling University. I completely understand, you know, explain that to me, but why I really asked you that was so that they can see that there was persistence in that. You know, you could have easily just said, man, you know, I'm having internet issues. I can't make it. Let's try to reschedule. But instead of just, you know, giving up, Instead of just giving up at the first sight of adversity, you was like, no, I have to look for a signal. And like you said, you did give, you did tell me, you know, yes, you'll be here and all of that. So that's why I asked that question so that they can see, like I said, get rich or die trying, but now it's like, okay, I have to make this work. So that's, that's a good segue into my next question would be, what helps you get through adversity or you know there's i'm sure you went through a lot of obstacles on your entrepreneurial journey like you said you had resistance when you joined the nation and you left school and all that how do you keep getting past the problems that life presents you that's a very great question and i've learned over the years to depend on the creator the supreme being, God himself, and to look at the lives of those who went before me, who have been much greater than I up until this point. I'm on the road to trying to be great, mm -hmm. but if you study anybody that is of any significance, anybody that is great has always had a life of adversity. The greater the person, the greater the adversity, that they had to deal with. So I say all the time, the only difference between a winner and a loser is the winner lost, but kept going. So I always pull on a word. I pull on somebody else's example. And I see that if they could overcome circumstances that were worse than my circumstances and they didn't quit, then I really don't have an excuse for giving up when God put everything in me that I needed to be successful. If you think about the caterpillar that has to put itself inside of a chrysalis mm -hmm. or a cocoon, it goes in this cocoon and it rearranges all of its parts. And then it emerges out of the cocoon as this beautiful butterfly. But what mm -hmm. people don't realize is that it's still a caterpillar it's just a caterpillar that has rearranged all of its internal parts. Mm -hmm. Even a chicken that comes out of an egg, it doesn't knock on the wall of the egg and say, hey, can somebody let me out? Because if you poke the egg from the outside, the chicken will die. Mm -hmm. But if the chicken 
claws its way out and pecks itself out of the egg, it will survive. So there are many lessons in nature, many lessons in the history of people that went before you and I that shows us that if we would just believe, I call it having faith in your life, B-A-E, which stands for belief and effort. As long as you have belief in God, belief in yourself, and you give the effort, eventually you will see results from your belief and from your effort. And so that's what keeps me going. I'm always motivated by everything and everybody around. Mm. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb, guys. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to go into like more things. But just one thing that I wanted to like bring up when you said that, that was a big move that you said that you moved out from home at the same time that you joined the nation or whatever i i actually started living on my own when i was like 18 and stuff so it's always just kind of brings me back to there when i hear people say that you know they had to leave home early and so on and um for some people it might be like a scary move but like you know like you were saying you just have to believe in yourself and do what's best for you sometimes so to anybody out there listening you know and you're going for a rough spot it might seem like a difficult decision but once it's the better decision for yourself you know and like Cam was saying you have that day that belief and effort and you know you'll be good and once you have good people around you so speaking about the good people around you who motivates or who really keeps Khan calm you know because you like you said you have a lot of adversity you're doing a lot of different stuff you know who like is there anybody particular in your corner that kind of you know holds you down um who are who is that person or those people i honestly look at one of the greatest examples that i've known in my lifetime and that is the honorable minister lewis farrakhan i study his word his teachings and the teachings of the honorable elijah muhammad that gives me the confidence, uh, and that's confidence with a K, um, that has taught me the reality of God, that there is no mystery God. There's no spook floating around some abracadabra, hocus pocus entity in the sky. No, I've always been taught that if you really want to see God, all you got to do is look in the mirror. And there is where you will find the real God. And Jesus said it like this, if you are a Christian, that you are the living temple of God or that the kingdom of heaven is within you. So that is the first and most important. Knowledge of God and knowledge of self will produce love of God and love of self. Well, if you don't know and love yourself, you can't love and know anybody else. So that is my strongest uh, anchor in my life is having a spiritual base now as far as those that are around me my immediate family of course they're a great source of inspiration that uh push me to work harder day by day to be a provider and a maintainer and then there are people like yourself people like brother ben x who are consistent like brother jake taylor jacobs even though i don't see them and I'm all the way in Indiana and I uh, take on people online because the world is living online now so all of the barriers to communication are being eliminated so if I want to learn from Jake Taylor Jacobs, if I want to learn from 19 Keys or Brother BNX or the Honorable Louis Farrakhan or Verena Lake all I have to do is just listen to some content that you create and I will take it as a personal uh, outreach to me that inspires me to keep going. And I'll say, well, if, if uh, Marina can do it, I can do it. If Brother Ben can do it, I can do it. If Brother Jake is doing it, I can do it. If somebody older than me has done it, then I can do it. There's just really nothing stopping us uh -huh. except the one that's inside of us. You deal with the inner entrepreneur. Well, I tell people all the time that you have the greatest hater you will ever face in your life is the one sitting inside of you. Nobody can hate on you better than you can. Nobody can kill your ideas 
and your dreams and your focus and your aspirations better than you can because you say things like this. Uh, well, I don't know if nobody's going to buy that. Uh, I don't think the picture looks right. Um, I don't think it's really worth this. So we're constantly having an inner dialogue with the, the inner entrepreneur is always negative talking going on inside of our head all day, every day. So we have to learn that whenever we have a negative thought, because there's a thing called negativity bites to where it takes five positive things to have the same impact and effect of one negative thing. So you have to constantly feed your inner entrepreneur and you have to talk yourself into it instead of talking yourself out of it. I always say you got to feel the fear and do it anyway, because if you never jump, you won't fall. But if you don't jump, you won't fly. So you got to decide if you're going to fly and take the risk to be great or stay on the ground forever and be safe. I always say eagles don't hang with chickens. <laughs> I remember that song that you gave about the chickens and the, and the eagles. I definitely do. I got to take a sip of water on that. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many people living a chicken life out here. You got you working a chicken job. You, 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 your boyfriend is a chicken. Your girlfriend is a chicken. Your mother's a chicken. Your father's a chicken. You, you, you're making chicken paychecks. Eating a chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A with some chicken nuggets on the side and some chicken noodle soup. But you can't go into a restaurant and find an eagle sandwich. Oh, no. You, you don't see eagles just hanging out together. Because eagles fly high and eagles fly low. You got to take this journey yourself and go inside of your own world and create your world and build something for the world to flock into so that they can enjoy your greatness. Because God did not make a mistake when he put each of us on this planet. We just have to travel within and find that purpose. Mm, exactly exactly so you know like you did you said yourself that you know you're very spiritual and it, it's very evident in your responses and so on some people might find that you know there's a conflict in that with you being spiritual but you still wanting to be <clears throat> very wealthy and have like tangible things and all that i see that um argument come up all the time so can you just you know speak to that and you know yes i'm spiritual but yes i want to have money too like just explain that well well god is spiritual but he owns the whole universe he god owns all of the gold all of the silver all of the uranium all of the planet all of the trees the sun the moon the stars it's infinite how much we don't serve a boat God. So why, if we serve a God that has everything, why should we not have the best of whatever we desire since we are the best of his creation? Jesus, if you're talking spiritual, he said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. If you are poor, it's because you have a poor mindset. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. When you place the love of money above principle, then you become poor in spirit and you ultimately start to become physically poor because you compromise yourself trying to chase a dollar. And money is nothing more than energy or result that you circulate. That's why it's called currency because it's meant to be circulated and the better you become at circulating those dollars, circulating that medium of exchange, money in and of itself sitting in your pocket is of no value. You only know how valuable that money is when you try to go get what it is you desire. And you either have enough of it in your pocket or you don't have enough. So that means you have to increase your effort because of the thing that you value, other people have placed a greater value on that thing. And the more you're willing to go after it, the more money you have to have. So I don't think that you can have, to say you can't be spiritual and be business, it's like saying that you can't be spiritual and physical. 
yeah, you could be spiritual all you want, but you live in the physical universe. So you have to have water. You have to have food. You have to have clothing. You have to have shelter. And in a universe that has the best of everything, why should you settle to have less than nothing when God made you the best in his creation? And all those things cost money too. Yeah. And so money is a necessity, but money does not just mean a dollar bill because remember, money is only a medium of exchange. Back in the day, our people, we used to barter goods and services. So money could be a book. Money could be a car. Money could be anything that you can exchange to get something that you value. That medium of exchange, we call it money. We just live in a world where in some places it's paper. We live in, a, in another world where it's gold. We live in another world where it may be diamonds or precious metals. We're now living in a digital world where the money is crypto, mm -hmm. where you have invisible money. You could just you could just press a button on your phone and send the money in seconds, where it just becomes digits and numbers. So mm -hmm. anything of value, the real question is, what do you value? Mm -hmm. And if you produce something of value that the people appreciate and desire to have in their lives, whether that's the impact or a physical good or a service, they will give you whatever you ask for it because of the value that they place on it. So if we become value-oriented instead of dollar amount-oriented, we will find that the dollars will begin to flow in a current in our way, and you won't even have hands big enough to catch all of it. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I'm sorry, when I was talking, I heard that to myself. That was a word right there. <laughs> Go ahead. That's why you're here. It's, it's on you today. It's on you today. But I'm going back into the earlier part of your, your response when you said it's true that money isn't the root of all evil. I firmly believe that that's one of the things that was, you know, ingrained in, um, in me. I, I heard a lot while I was growing up, which led me to think that having money was bad because if money is the root of all evil, I don't want to be an evil person. So as a result, I'm going to think, okay, well, I don't need money. I don't want to have a lot of money. That's why the people that you are around and the things that they say, that's it's very important because they can cause you to adopt things that it wasn't even your perspective, but you heard them say it. And now it's like, oh yeah, I don't want this. So then that's why I started saying, well, I believe it's poverty. That is the root of all evil because when you're poor and you can't afford to buy something, that's when you start thinking of, oh, I can probably go ahead and jump this person. Or I can probably lie to this person. Or I can probably underpay or try to cheat this person because you you operating in a state of lack. You don't have anything, so you're willing to do anything to get something. So that's why I said I started saying, well, I think it's poverty because if poverty didn't exist, nobody wouldn't have a reason to try to take from anybody. So that's my perspective. I agree with you when you say that it's not 120 percent, and that's something that I want more people to think about. Like you were saying. And that that was a that was that was a real nice way that you say it. like you know well you're spiritual so we we follow a God that owns the universe <laughs> like that's everything that's so right. I definitely have something as well I really like the way that you put that you know you know um for those of you guys coming on this is season two episode six of the Inner Entrepreneur podcast okay and I have a special guest here with me Young Khan the Don and also you can listen to this podcast on eight platforms you have Spotify Google Podcasts Anchor Radio Republic and so much more so make sure you go to verinalake.com so you can get all the links honey for you to get all the past tea on the other episodes okay boom so let's get right back into it now with that so yes can earlier you were saying you know i am this affiliate i'm that affiliate i do this i do that i know you sell music you sell books you sell shea butter i i have my container right there and it's like <laughs> you a lot of different things so i know you probably heard the phrase you know jack of all trades 
master of none so then i want you to kind of comment on that how do you feel about that and have you ever really thought about kind of just vertically integrating and trying to do like one main thing that's a very good question and i have heard that jack of all trades master of none and i don't agree with you can master whatever you put your mind to if you put the time and the effort and the energy god is the master see we keep going back to the spiritual god Mm. is the master of it all he's the master of the air he's the master of the water he's Mm. the master of creation the birds the bees he's the perfect economist he doesn't waste a leaf that falls from the tree he has something for it to do well if i'm his child then I should have my world, my sphere of things that I can manage. I should be able to take care of a woman and a child, as well as a car and a home and a front yard and a backyard and be able to manage a checkbook or be able to control my finances. I should be able to uh, uh, create and envision things in my head and bring them into existence. You can't limit God, so you can't limit me. Don't don't try to put me in your narrow way of thinking. No, I'm a ma- I'm a jack of all trades and a master of some, mm. not a master of none. Because all the things that I do emanate from one main thing, and the main thing, if you study what I do carefully, it all starts with communication. Mm. That is my core competency, as they used to say in school. What are your core competencies? Well, my core competency, I have studied myself and I found out that I love to communicate. So guess what? When I write a book, that's communication. When I write a song, that's communication. When I do public speaking, that's communication. When I wear clothes, outfit i'm still communicating so at the core of everything that i do even in sales and being an affiliate the key ingredient is communication so if there's something that i desire to do that allows me the ability to communicate in various forms you know as a as a man when you walk in a room full of ladies you communicate. You're communicating through your sense of smell. They can smell you. And they can smell if you smell good or not. You mm-hmm. communicate that you don't take care of yourself. Or you do too much stuff. That's communication. When you put makeup on as a female, right? You're communicating that you like to look beautiful. You're communicating that you care about your appearance. So it's all communication. Mm. When I make that shea butter, you buy that shea butter and you rub it on, you're feeling my communication that I want your skin to feel good. I want you to be healthy. So everything for me starts with communication, not just with how you communicate with others, but the most important communication is how you communicate with yourself. And you will find that if you can correct your internal communication. The people externally will begin to adopt how you communicate with yourself. So if you see yourself as a failure, you see yourself as ugly and fat and out of shape and you say, well, my nose is too big or my lips are too big. See, that's you. That's your inner hater communicating the wrong thought and then you wonder why you're unproductive. It's because you have spoken a world of negativity inside your own mind. Why Why can't I be an artist? Why, why can't I jump out of airplanes? Why can't I rock the mic? Why can't I become a makeup artist? How come I can't make shea butter? How come I can't draw a picture? Why can't I be a gymnast? I can be whatever it is I want to be. So it starts with desire. Most people, if you ask them, Sister B, well, what do you want? The they don't first know. thing we do is tell you what we don't want. Mm. Or you say, well, well, how much money do you want to make? 
we say, well, I just want enough to be comfortable. Well, how much is that? See, we don't have a definite aim, a definite purpose. So my my aim is not, product, not a single product. My aim is products and services at affordable prices. And that's why my company is called Icon Enterprises LLC. Because I don't want to be limited to one thing. So I got Icon Music, Icon Publishing, right? Icon uh, Body Oils, Icon Shea Butter, Icon Black Soap. And as long as those products come from a place of which I'm comfortable, there's no reason why I should not be able to branch out. If you look at a tree, a tree has one root, but it has many branches. Mm-hmm. So root yourself in one main area and begin to branch out into things that are interrelated to what you do. And you'll find that your tree can produce enough shade for everybody. Okay, okay. So it is vertically integrated, but around communication and not necessarily just one industry. Because Shea Water don't have nothing to do with music. So I'm like... Oh, I, I, I understand it best now. And then another thing is like, how is he doing all of this? Like you might be on an Instagram live for two hours or something. And I see you when I log in sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, still live, okay. Um, you you know, you might be doing something with Brother Ben, you know, but I can I text you and ask you for this, you know. So are you really doing all of this by yourself or do you have a team you're working with um in the background? Well, I am a, a, a soldier and a general, and I think that if you realize what you have around you, they're called resources. So you have to learn to use your resources. Mm-hmm. And God gives us all resources. You have become resources, a resource for other people, right? You have become a great uh, addition in people's lives so you do what you can do and then whatever you personally can't handle you can delegate it to somebody else mm-hmm. you can get assistance from somebody else who may be better at that thing than you are so I wrote a book I wrote two books right mm-hmm. but this book for example this started as an Instagram live Mm-hmm. It was a three and a half hour live that I did. And I got the idea because the people that were watching, they say you should make that into a book. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to that suggestion, I wasn't thinking about making this a book. So I got somebody on the phone who knew how to transcribe. They transcribed it. We worked together. It was a collaboration. I designed the cover. I designed the back. I did that myself. And the next thing you know, a few weeks later, I now have a second book. Mm. But that was from a collaboration. So guess what? That helped the person. Shout out to Videos to Books and Sister Yasina. That helped her in the formulation of her creating her company Mm. called Videos to Books. So now guess what? Instead of you traditionally writing a book, you could go live and you could transcribe your live and turn your live into a book. But that is just the way of collaboration. You can have the idea, you can have the vision, but you need a team to help you to bring those things about. Sometimes your team can be automated. It can be online. It could be a company that already does so many things and they just need your uh, cover art. They just need your wording. And then they'll reshape it and put it together for you. So recognize that you have resources all around you and become resourceful. It's not about having a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Learn to use what you have instead of what you don't have. Money's not the problem. It's the mindset. Mm. If you have the right mindset, the money will come. You hear people saying, oh, I'm chasing a bag. Everybody, I want to secure the bag. Oh, I'm chasing 
See, anything that you're chasing is always trying to get away from you. Mm-hmm. When, when you see the police cars ride down the highway and you hear the sirens and the lights, they're chasing somebody. They're in pursuit, but whatever they're in the pursuit of is trying to evade, trying to avoid, trying to escape. So instead of chasing money, do what God gives you the ability to do and you will attract money. The better you are at what you do, the more you will begin to attract and God will magnetize you. Like the sister Kit Kat who does the beautiful artwork. See, the better she gets at her art, it will begin to attract people to that art. But the more she's saying, buy my art, buy my art, the more she's going to repel the money. But if you just focus on what you're good at, you will find that you will attract the people, you will attract the resources, you will attract the money, you will attract the audience, but just put the work in to what it is you love to do and the money will come. That's it. And you know, yeah, shout out to Kit Kat. She did make her way to the Inner Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you guys for tapping in. I was showing some of her um, comments in real time on the screen so basically what i got from that was that for the most part you do most of the things on your own but then you do you know get independent contractors when you want to get something done and you don't necessarily okay want to do it want to do it yourself okay okay i had to ask because i'm like i'm getting sure but uh (laughs) when when you come like in class and i know i'm can from the abs i'm tribe again those listening sometimes when you come on friday it's like um anybody wants to tell us what they have going on and you talking for like five minutes telling us over so i'm like how is he doing all of these all of these things but i just had to ask because i i wanted to know so you again thank you for that you know this has been going good so far i'm happy that the internet kind of stayed holding up towards the end we did have some technical difficulties at the start okay but th- for those of you guys joining you can listen to this podcast on other platforms new episodes come out every monday at six so we're just doing the live right now just so you can get a feel of it in the moment but then you'll get the audio for you to be always have that replay that will be going up on monday on the different platforms so okay can you know um as we're winding down this this is the first time i'm doing this on the podcast you know i guess a new segment calling it what's gonna happen next you know what's next somebody's always asking that question okay i did this now what's next what's next so i want you to say where you probably see yourself in probably the next five or ten years or if you don't want to make a prediction about necessarily yourself but what do you think is going to happen next just just make a prediction so then maybe sometime we can come back to this episode and say hey you know i said this was gonna happen and it did all right well within the next five years i absolutely will be a seven figure earner i will have at least 10 books written i will have recorded at least another four albums I will have expanded and hired a team of people that I employ. What else? This this is the five-year one. Um, I will expand my product line. I will become excellent at trading stocks and owning shares and making more money in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you're making real money. You make real money. If you make it while you sleep and you wake up to money, then you're doing it the right way. So I also uh, will become the top affiliate in BWO. And I have been and will continue to be the top affiliate inside of the ABS Institute. So I think that's a, a nice little to-do list over the next mm-hmm. five years. Well, I don't think you need five years to be the top affiliate for BWO now. You already said oh, no. you up That's you. You got to stretch it a little bit more for me. That's something that you can you can do at the end of this year. Well, look, I'm I'm like number seven or number eight right now. 
But I, mm. I, I was number 29. Then I jumped in the top 20. Now I'm in the top 10. So I told Brother Ben to give me 30 days. I'm going for number one in the next 30. So all of those things keep me motivated. Uh, just like this T-shirt. You know, I do T-shirts too. You probably didn't know that. But I didn't I, know that. Look, I designed my own T-shirts. And I, I got a, a T-shirt company as well. So I just want to keep expanding, growing. Uh, I always wanted to have my own real estate. I just did not know that my first piece of property that I would have would be digital. Mm. So I could cross off real estate off my list, actually, because I have digital properties, which would lead me to having whatever type of physical properties I desire. So... I think uh, that's a pretty good start. Okay, okay, okay. So you guys heard it here on the first edition of What's Next on the Inner Entrepreneur Podcast. That was actually a suggestion from the last guest that I had. You know, I want to, you know, improve this thing, make it a better experience for the audience so that they can take the most out of it. So I was just implementing that and I think that went pretty well. So probably the next, you know, less than five years, you might come back and some of those things will definitely be happening and you and you guys heard it here first on That's the right. entrepreneur podcast okay so um let's go ahead and close out on the people um what do you want to leave them with what would you say to somebody who you know is thinking about entrepreneurship they're probably still working a job or they might be unemployed and they're having some challenges um with that i would say number one if you Decide on what you want and go to work until you get it, you will have it. So number one, decide on what you want. And when you make a true decision, D-E means away from, decision means to cut. So when you make a real decision, you cut off all other options. That's when you know you really decided. And the day you decide, to stop smoking or quit drinking or to start the business. That's the day that you begin to get the momentum and you begin to move toward the goals and whatever it is you desire. Number two, I would say stop focusing on what you don't have and change your view and say, what can I do with what I do have? What can I do with what I do have and start from there? Because if you start with where you are, with what you have, you will find that what you have is more than enough. And, and number three, I would say there is nothing in the universe that can stop a man or a woman that will not quit. As long as you have perseverance, and you keep going. I don't care what problem you face. Keep going. Those two words. Keep going. Because the only ones that don't make it are the ones that quit. So if you keep going, you become resourceful. And you decide on what you want. I think those are three good keys. And if you want more keys than that, you got to get to our workbook. Which has 12 keys in it of how to do something for yourself or you can get this kind after dark book or you can get a t-shirt or you can get shea butter you can just go to my name or you can go to coach Kine. yeah let them know where they can find you at you can go to coachkind.life coachkind.life and you'll see this long list of things that you can look into how you can communicate with me you can email me you can leave me your contact information coachkind.life or you can call me direct, 219-200-9949. You can text me. Anybody will tell you, I do call you back. Yeah, that's a real number, guys. That's the number I have on my phone for him. Like, It's, it's not a voicemail. It's my cell phone. And I put it out there for the whole internet. Because if I don't want to talk to you, I just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but I will answer. <laughs> yes, shout out to you. Because since I joined the ABS tribe, you were there. And I always have heard you. And you've been coming along, trying to find your way. And you've been developing. 
Now you got this book coming out. You, you uh, makeup artist. You're a podcaster. Uh, you you're assistant to the great sister Marquis, and you're doing a lot of things. So I just wanted to give credit where credit is due with you, and to say that I see your growth and your development, and for you to keep going. You you're a magnificent makeup artist. You're doing TikTok videos and tutorials and. And man, you mentoring people, you you're a great wordsmith. So shout out to the great sister V. Thank so you. Thank you very much. I while I'm on the show. Thanks. I really do appreciate that. And um yeah, you know, it's nice to have that constant reminder. And I'm same way. I'm just trying to figure my way all not settling, knowing that I want better for myself. And I know that's not going to come by um, wishful thinking. So I have, like you said, belief and effort. That's that's really what it is. It is hard some days. You know, you do feel, I do feel overwhelmed and stuff because this is new to me. I only, I started, really started my entrepreneurial journey. That was May 4th, 2020. That was the day that I bought digital real estate. So it hasn't even been a year yet. And, you know, um, I'm doing what I have to do, you know, to, to like make the progress and, you know, humble beginnings, small beginnings. And, you know, I'll, I definitely love doing this show and I will continue. And, you know, I do have some good news that I have actually accomplished one of my goals well part of one of my goals today with having you on because this makes you the 10th um guest mm. that i have on the show and i set a goal for myself at the beginning of the year to say that i want to interview you know at least 10 people per quarter so i did it before the end of march the first quarter with um about a week and a half to go so I just wanted to, um, you know, to put that out there. So again, thank you for coming on and helping me to accomplish that. And, you know, I enjoyed your time, your words, your spirit, your energy. Um, even if we didn't have a lot of people on live with us for today, I know they will definitely enjoy this when they catch the replay. So, you know, again, thank you. Like you said, shout out to me, shout out to you, shout out to everybody, you know, really just trying to... Uh, 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 attract the bag like you said we're not chasing it you know we're attracting the bag because let me tell you that that money you don't have to really work for it feels good <laughs> when it comes in it's That's like right. oh and i'm just i'm just starting to get a feel of that because otherwise to that all i really knew was you always have to work 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 for something and if you don't work you don't get anything but you know i've come to learn after a while after you've done the work then you know it just keeps flowing in so that's where I want to get at. So, you know, thank you guys for watching. Again, this episode, you can listen to it on eight platforms. All of the links are on the website, verinalake.com. And also, you know, like I said, if you're thinking about business, you don't know where to start, you don't know what to do. I do have a business plan, a checklist for you to get rid of all that worries. Like you said, no excuses. There are a bunch of resources out there. It is free. So make sure you go to the website and you become a part of that, okay? I'm going to end this thing how we usually always end this thing. Okay, so let's go ahead and do it. You deserve happiness, wealth, and to live life in abundance. So mm. don't pull back your inner entrepreneur. And I will catch you guys on the next episode, okay? Let's wave out the people can. And we're going to call it the end from here. Bye, guys. See you guys later. Peace.